Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Father Time podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. These are your, your hosts, Matt McBrayer and Scott Kane. I want to thank these guys for joining me on this very first episode of Father Time. Our catchphrase for this podcast, if you will, is it's high time for Father Time. And brothers, we certainly want to comment to that as far as being fathers, being men of God. It's very important that we take our role in the family seriously, isn't it? brothers. All right. Oh, yeah. So we, are, so we are going to uh, be talking about a lot of good, good things for fathers to encourage fathers to step up and, and take those leadership roles seriously in the family. And one of the things that we want to focus on this season is uh, a regular time in which we spend time with our wives and children in prayer, in Bible study, and uh, even in singing songs together. And uh, you might call this family Bible time, you might call it family devotionals or, or what have you, but it's really important that we try to spend some time each day uh, in these activities with our families. And um, one of the reasons that we're doing this podcast is to encourage you uh, fathers who are listening to this podcast to do just that. Now, this is going to be our theme for this very first season. Uh, we're going to talk about family Bible time and uh, different things that come up and uh, perhaps some obstacles that we might need to overcome in trying to implement this. Uh, if you've never implemented a family Bible time or family devotionals uh, for your family, things like this. So uh, before we get into that subject, guys, would you like to kind of comment on, on why this is so important for us as fathers? Sure. Yeah. Psalm 127.3, children are a heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. A child's a gift from God. Heaven has put this blessing into our hands. And we get first dibs at steering their lives as arrows in the hand of a mighty man in Psalm 127.4. But ultimately, we also have to remember 2 Corinthians 5.10, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Those babies that God has entrusted to us will one day stand before Christ. And when they do, we we want them to be ready, not just so that they can stand before him without being afraid, but so they can stand before him knowing who he is, having a love for him and a proper relationship with him. And we're in a privileged position of being able to help them be prepared for that. So yeah, I think this is of eternal importance. Yeah, I think it's very important as it comes to just priorities. You think about John 12 and verse 48, he that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The words that I've spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. So all of us should want to know what it is that we need to do in order to be right with God. And we want to be able to teach our children that as fathers. We want our families to go to heaven. But, you know, furthermore, if you think about it from a logical point of view, I mean, we, we send our kids to school or we homeschool them and try to teach them the things of this life. But isn't it so much more important to teach them the things of the life to come? You know, if we're going to teach them about God and, and heaven and what it, we have to do in order to be obedient, that's so much more important than uh, learning how to uh, do these math equations and prop, learning proper grammar. And there's a place for all those things. But, you know, this the Bible is so much more important than those things. We want to make sure that our kids are prepared. You'll never use those math equations again anyway, so don't worry about those so much. <laughs> right. The probability so, uh, is roughly. 
Right. So, uh, Matt, you mentioned prioritizing, and I think it's important for us to to realize that if the father in the home is not prioritizing spiritual things, there's a very good chance that there's not much prioritizing of spiritual things. I know that sometimes mothers do try to step up when father's not stepping up. And, you know, you appreciate mothers who do that. But really, we need to understand that fathers, as Christians, we should be setting the tone. Uh, in the family, spiritually speaking. And and then, um, Scott, one thing that you mentioned that I really appreciate is, you know, you, you talked about not just fearing, but also loving God as well. Obviously, we need to fear God. You know, Ecclesiastes 12, 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man, or this is man's all. But uh, we also need to love God, and that should be our motivation for obeying him. And uh, I'm reminded of 1 John 4, verse number 18. 1 John 4 and uh, verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. And I'm reminded of you know Jude. Sometimes you have to save some by pulling them out of the fire. Uh, but Jude also talks about the other side of of the coin as well. And, you know, I think about as fathers in particular, there are times when we need to, to use the expression to put the fear of God in our children. And uh, there are times when we have to be the one that steps in and says, okay, it's it's time for punishment. Uh, But as our children grow, we hope that the the further and the more that they mature, uh, they start to uh, motivate obedience to us what, what becomes the primary motivation, I, I should say, for obedience to us as fathers and mothers would be that they love us and they want to obey us. Would, would you agree with that, Scott? Absolutely. And, you know, you cited 1 John 4, 18. It's interesting. The Apostle John used the word teleao, which carries the idea of maturity. Perfect love or mature love casts out fear. And that's really what we're discussing is the idea of children maturing as we talk about going from motivated by fear to motivated by reward, motivated by love. Um, We think about our relationship with God and it's much the same way. More often than not, when the waters of the baptistry are stirred, it's because a person does not want to go to hell. Amen. Absolutely. Sure. Sometimes it's because a person wants to go to heaven or as that person grows as a Christian, his motivation is to go to heaven and be with God. But then over time, uh, such a love for God develops that that relationship with God in and of itself is motive for living a certain way and being a certain person. When we talk about bringing up our children (laughs) uh, early in their lives, the reason they obey is not because they love you, but it's because they fear you if you've exercised proper discipline. But as they mature, then they're motivated by love. And eventually they're motivated by being like-minded. What we're endeavoring to do with a family Bible time is to bring up our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord so that they can be like-minded, not just with us, but so that we can all be like-minded with him. And as you said, it, it's a love for him that develops out of that. I think that's exactly right. Uh, Matt, do you have any further comment on that? No, I think that was very well said. I think that, um, you know, as far as kids are concerned, they you know, have to be taught these things and, and the motivations just change as they, uh, as they get older. I mean, I think we've all seen that in ourselves. 
um, if you've been a Christian for any length of time, yeah, most of us do like have that fear of hell. And then we become a Christian and just it just changes after a while. You just you love God. You want to serve God. You want to do everything you can to be pleasing to God. And so, yeah, the same thing uh, as we're teaching our children, they're going to have a very immature sense of these things and they're going to grow in maturity. Uh, but as fathers, we've we've got to be there and, and make sure that we're giving that guidance so that they know what to do. Right. And. And we kind of need to uh, fine tune and tailor tailor made make our uh, our fathering, our parenting to each individual child, because I can tell you from experience and I know you guys can as well. They're all different and and they react differently (laughs) to to discipline. Some of some children you can just look at some you have to tune up a little more. Right. So. Right. So we've got to keep that in mind as well as fathers. Well, we uh, want to co- go ahead and get into the subject matter of our um, podcast episode for this first episode in just a moment. But before we do that, this is something that we want to do at the beginning of each episode, and that is we're going to have just a quick devotional thought uh, for fathers in particular. And I have asked uh, Matt, if he would, to share just a quick three or four minute devotional thought uh, for fathers before we get to the rest of the episode today. All right. So I just want to talk about something I think that really is the basic building block for all of this. And that is that we have to, as fathers, we have to take charge. You know, you think about uh, some things that maybe they're not common in society, but uh, I have heard of a few different congregations where it's attended by only women. And they'll have like a man come in to visit. And granted, these are relatively small congregations, but a man will come in to visit and he's, you know, a Christian. And so then he he basically has to do all the all of the things for worship. Um, Women tend to be more spiritually minded than men these days, just by and large. Um, But when you think about that and you think that, well, there's congregations out there with just women. Uh, Have you heard of a congregation out there with only men? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, I think maybe there's some other reasons for this, and we'll probably get to this in a in a later episode. Uh, but primarily, this really is a the theme is leadership. It's a matter of leadership. You know, men, we have to uh, man up. You know, we have to take care of our God given responsibilities uh, when it when it comes to leading. Um, I'm going to throw out a few verses here uh, pretty quickly. The first one is 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 3. We are the head of the household. And we get uh, uh, that from such verses as 1 Corinthians 11 3. I'm using the American standard. It says, But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. And so this kind of gives you a basic hierarchy of things when it comes to the home. Uh, you know, we're the man. We're under, we're under Christ. Christ is, is uh, under God. Uh, who is under the man? Well, that's the woman. The woman is under the man. Um, when you think about this, okay, so we, we've got this, but you know, where do the children fall in, in line? You know, are the children, are they in charge? Well, unfortunately, some parents let their children dictate their lives. Oh, we can't go to this because, well, our child doesn't like such a restaurant or they don't like going to these things. And so they let their, their children dictate their lives. Well, we know logically 
that children should be under their parents. Their parents are to guide them. And so if the children are under their mother and their father, and the mother is subject to her husband, what responsibility then does the father have? The father, the man of the house, is the head of the house. He's the head of the house when it comes to financial matters. Uh, 1 Timothy 5, verse 8, he's got to be able to take care of his own household. Does that mean that he's a dictator? No, he may have some input from his uh, spouse, maybe even at times, given a, a certain uh, special circumstances, might even have to uh, talk to his children about certain needs that they have. But he is in charge of those financial decisions. He is the head concerning protection. I think about Ephesians 5, verse 25, husbands love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for it. You know, uh, when you think about this, um, you know, wives are told, you know, in this same context, submit to their own husband. Husbands are to die for their wives. They, they are the one that should put it all on the line. And you think about this, this just goes to a broader context of, of being able to protect, you know, not only wife, but children. And he is the head, though. And primarily what we're talking about on this podcast is the head of concerning spiritual things. In Ephesians 6 and verse 4, you fathers provoke not your children wrath, but nurture them in the chastening and admonition of the Lord. And so fathers are are to to rear their children and they're to correct them and admonish them. They're to do this and they do it with the authority of the Lord. How do we get that authority? You know, we've got to do that. By going to the word of God. You know what? When we do our jobs, uh, we do them well. Uh, I think that we will be blessed from that. Uh, Proverbs 23 and verse 24 says, The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice, and he that begeth, uh, begetteth a wise child will have joy of him. Uh, so, yeah, we've got to take charge in our homes. We've got to uh, be the spiritual leaders of our homes. And a good way to do that is to have a family devotional time uh, at night with your with your families, with your entire family, not just your children, but with your wife and kids. Very good. Really, really appreciate those thoughts, Matt, and uh, you shared a lot of scripture with us. And, and that's what we want to do on the podcast. And I hope that uh, any fathers that are listening to the podcast will uh, be encouraged by that. And again, we want you to step up. We want you to lead. And uh, you mentioned, you know, the idea that sometimes that's not taking place. And we even see sometimes entire congregations, uh, oftentimes smaller congregations, but still entire congregations where there's just there's no men stepping up and, and leading. And that's kind of a, a sign of the times, I guess, with uh, just, uh, you know, one of the, the big problems that we're seeing. But uh, really appreciate your thoughts there. Matt, do you have a, a thought or two on on uh, Matt's thoughts, Scott, before we go on? Well, he's exactly right. And it's a matter of, you know, we can do this. Uh, God has never given anyone a charge that was an impossible charge to keep. So every biblical husband is capable of leading his biblical family. And Matt's right. It's a matter of stepping up. It's a matter of recognizing that the job is there to do. And God has given it to the fathers to do it, the husbands to do it. Uh, not to sound like a Nike commercial, but there comes a time when it's just a matter of just do it. Right. That's absolutely right. So appreciate those thoughts as well. 
we want to get into the idea now of getting started with a family Bible time. So uh, maybe some of our listeners, you know, they've always thought, you know what, I need to do this, but for whatever reason, maybe you, you haven't got around to it. So we want to talk about getting started. And I'd like to begin by telling just a brief story. One of the things that kind of spurred the thought in my mind of I'd love to do a podcast on this is we were doing a, a lesson in our family Bible time um, one time. It was really a game that, you know, made a lesson out of it. And it was from Ephesians chapter six, the spiritual war that we're in, Ephesians six, verse 11, put on the whole armor of God. And uh, so I told my children, I said, all right, go get some of those pillows off of the couch. And those are going to be your shields. So those are your shields of faith. Get your shields of faith up because the devil is going to, uh, he's going to launch some fiery darts at you and you've got to be prepared. You've got to watch out. And so I went and got some more pillows and those were the darts. And, and I launched those darts at them and they got their shields up and they blocked, you know, what was coming uh, from, you know, from the devil in, in the game. And, and the idea was you need to have your faith so strong that you're able to withstand all these various darts that the, the devil sends your way. And, and we would list, you know, this is something, you know, this is this particular sin that the devil wants you to do. Get your shield up. And they got their shield up. And then, okay, this is another sin that he wants you to do. And they got their shield up. And they just loved that. They laughed. They giggled. They they uh, thought it was a blast, you know. But I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, moments like that in our family Bible time will make an impact on them where they always remember that. And hopefully, you know, when they start actually facing the, the darts of the devil uh, later on in life, I hope that, uh, you know, maybe there will be a, a thought triggered in the back of their mind of, okay, I can get my shield of faith up and I can withstand this. So that's kind of the, the encouragement of, you know, what gave me the idea for this podcast. And there's all kinds of things that you can do like that with your family. And it doesn't just have to be stuff like that with young children, uh, but as our children get older and, and get into their teenage years and, and things, we can also do a lot of good things as part of our family Bible time that's going to encourage, you know, older children as well. So we talk about, you know, Bible study. We talk about singing and praying in, uh, in family Bible time. And, and we also talk about just kind of having fun with spiritual focus um, as a family as well. So uh, Scott, Matt, do y'all have any thoughts on that as, as we kind of get into this idea of getting started? Yeah, you know, I think you said it well. Uh, it, it is really a matter of making it something that engages the children at the same time that it educates the children. Uh, we can swing too far in either way and try to make it so instructive that they're not, that they're not learning anything. And by the way, a person that uh, in order to teach, a person needs to have a student. And when the students tune out, you're not teaching anymore. So whenever we do it in a way that is going to engage them, uh, it will not only uh, make it more interactive, but they're going to get more out of it. They're going to hold on to it more. They're going to use it more. Uh, and so that being said, in many ways, every family Bible time is probably going to be a little bit unique depending on the family because it needs to be crafted to fit the different dynamic that might exist with the the age level and the personality distinctions within the children and the the learning capacities and styles. But your point is spot on in terms of it being a matter of dad, know your children and then craft it around what they're able to 
uh, to process. Sure. What about you, Matt? Yeah, you, you have to kind of <clears throat> think about your own kids. Um, and, you know, I, I think really as we've been, you know, working on this podcast and getting getting it together, it's been kind of interesting thinking about the fact that uh, between the three of us, we kind of run the gambit on having kids at home um, because, uh, you know, Chase, you know, you've got little, little kids and, and uh, you know, even I believe one on the way. And then, um, you know, I've got from uh, five up to 14, I've got five kids in that range. And then, um, man, Scott, you've got three kids and one's getting ready to go out of the house before too long. Um, but like everybody is is on a different level. And sometimes, you know, like when you've got like kind of like what I've got with a wide range of kids, like sometimes your Bible time is going to take a little bit more of a serious tone and and, and you're going to have to speak a little bit more to the older kids. My wife's really great about asking questions for the little kids um, and asking me to clarify things. Um, but, yeah, you, you've got to kind of gear it towards everybody. Um, and some like activities are just, you know, really good. I've heard of like I, I like the whole shield of faith game thing that uh, you came up with now, on a scale of one to ten. Like how hard are you throwing those pillows? I mean, you know, uh, but all at uh, seven. It's awesome. <laughs> you got to make it a little challenging, you know, but um, but, you know, like I've heard of people doing stuff like that or um, coloring, like drawing pictures and stuff like they'll give like a Bible story and then, you know, they'll draw a picture in association with that. And so, yeah, um, it's just a matter of like trying to find something that works, not doing the same thing over and over and over again. Right. Yeah, we're going to get into a lot of ideas as the podcast goes on, especially this season, you know, pertaining to family Bible time. We want to give you a lot of ideas of what you can do with your family, especially if you're kind of starting from scratch. You know, like, I don't know, you know, how in the world do I begin? So so we'll get into a lot of that over the coming episodes. But uh, I want to kind of shift gears now and I want to go through a uh, survey that I did a couple months ago. And if I I might try to share my screen here if I can do that. So this is a survey that I did. I just had several questions. Uh, 40 people responded and they actually responded really well. I've done a few surveys before that didn't get much response, but uh, 40 people responded to this in a matter of a couple of days. So first of all, I just wanted to ask, you know, are you a Christian parent? If not, please don't take the survey. This is for Christian parents. And so uh, you can see that everyone uh, said that they were Christian parents. And then the second question was, did you grow up in a Christian household? Most did, uh, 30, which is 75% exactly did, but uh, 10 did not. And then we go to the third question. And it says, if you grew up in a Christian household, did your parents spend time each day or night at least five nights a week on average, you know, hopefully seven, but, you know, at least five uh, with you and any siblings in prayer, Bible study and singing. This was pretty alarming. Only one out of the 40 said yes. Now, statistically speaking, you're looking at 2%. Now, I know this is not a scientific survey, but still, it, it can still be eye opening. Uh, most said no. 70% of the respondents said no. A few said yes, but it was off and on. It wasn't really consistent. And then uh, 
a, a couple said no, but my parents did talk about doing it, but they never really got around to it. Guys, I think that's pretty eye-opening. Yeah, man, it really is. You think about that with just one person out of the 40. Right. That's, a, that's, a, that's really staggering. It is. But uh, take a look at question number four. This is actually a little bit more encouraging. So the, the ones who answered the survey, their parents, by and large, did not spend time doing this. But notice that 62 percent, 25 individuals out of the 40, said that they do uh, do this with their family. So I am encouraged that people are learning, hey, we need to do better. And uh, but still, there are those who who said no, and those who said no, they know they know they need to, but for whatever reason, uh, they're not doing so. Question number five: If you do spend time with your children each day or night in prayer, Bible study, and singing, what do you call this special time? Uh, family Bible time was the most popular. Uh, you also see family worship, family devotionals. A few just said, "Well, it's bedtime," but I guess with the spiritual focus. So. But uh, it's good to, you know, kind of have a name for it, I guess. I know my kids, you know, if, if we're running late or, or what have you, they say, are we having family Bible time? You know, it's a it's kind of a highlight of their day. So um, I'm going to skip question six and go to question seven. For those who spend time in prayer, Bible study and singing with their family each night, approximately how many days a week do you do this? Five was was the majority there, which uh, is pretty good. I certainly room for improvement though. And then question eight, for those who do this, uh, approximately how much time each day do you spend in this activity? A lot of people have just said 10 minutes. That's better than nothing. Um, some said 15 minutes as well. Uh, certainly, hopefully we can, we can uh, jump in and do this, especially those who are not currently doing this. And then as time goes on, maybe uh, you can lengthen the amount of time uh, that you're spending on this. A lot of people said 30 minutes. Some said 45 minutes to an hour, uh, which is is good, I think. And then um, question number nine, for those who have this family Bible time or whatever you want to call it, uh, or those who do not rather, uh, but would like to, why do you not do this currently? Now, I found this very interesting. A lot of people said there's just in their mind, not enough time, which we're going to get to that. Uh, there is enough time. You just got to prioritize it. A lot of people said they just aren't sure how to start. I think that's a very valid uh, thing that we want to discuss. Some people said that they were embarrassed because it's awkward. Okay. So we want to get to that also. Some say they feel like they don't know enough about the Bible. Some said that there's too many extracurricular activities. So again, that deals with time. Some said that there's no excuse. They're just being lazy. And hey, at least they admit it. But uh, we want to uh, encourage them to do better. And then this last question, I've got some responses that people said of why they uh, don't do it. Some said, you know, just trying to figure out how to talk with teenagers when you're in a split home and the other side isn't faithful. And that can be very difficult. Uh, another said, I tend to talk to my children one-on-one -on -one about biblical matters, but I still need to do it every day instead of just a few times a week. Um, another said, uh, we have two-year-old triplets, so keeping them focused for any more time is difficult. Start small is our thought. Okay, that's a good, good way to think about starting. Start small and, and grow from there. And I know, trust me, uh, 
little children, it is some it is difficult sometimes to keep their attention. Just a few more, um, or just one more rather. Uh, one person said, "We do a little, just not as much as we are longing to." So, guys, what do y'all think about some of those things that were shared in uh, the survey? Uh, some of the problems that we see of not doing a family Bible time, even though we know we need to. Well, one of the things that really stood out uh, was, you know, 40 is as big of a sampling as you could uh, gather with that particular program you're utilizing. But the Heisenberg uncertainty principle kind of comes into play. The idea of being uh, every test impacts the test sample. And whenever you've got a test concerning family Bible time, uh, how many folks saw that it was about a family Bible time and then just skipped right over the survey instead of taking it in the first place? Uh, whereas there was a huge discrepancy between the number that had been brought up doing family Bible time in their youth and the number that are doing it today. How many that are not doing it today didn't take the survey because they are not doing it today? Um, the uh, the rate of activity and involvement, um, if it is the, the percentage, I think it was uh, 60% that you'd found or something like that. If it's 60%, that would be astounding. Uh, also, on the, the reasons why, it was interesting that one of those reasons why was because it's too awkward. Um, you know, that's that's the reason why some people never start bowling or never start playing golf or never, never start going to the gym uh, because some things are just too awkward. Well, as long as it's unfamiliar, it will be awkward. Um, and th that might be the reason some people never marry because dating or, or finding a a mate is just too awkward. Before long, awkward has to be something that we realize if it's not going to be awkward, it's going to be because I've decided to press forward. So uh, a couple of thoughts that really stood out as you worked through that survey were those. Um, there are several others, but the, those were probably the most prominent. Appreciate those thoughts. So uh, we've got just a few minutes left. Uh, let's get into this idea, which is you know, how can a father who's wanting to have a regular family Bible time with his wife and children, but he's not currently doing so, how can he get started with this? Well, um, I think of two different approaches that that might be good. Um, one is to just get started doing something. And maybe if someone is just like not comfortable with um with uh, the thought altogether, maybe they start off with just something small for a little bit. I would say not try to do this for a long time, but like maybe you go, okay, well we're gonna we're gonna ease into this. Um, I know it's gonna be shock to everybody, um, but we want to keep spiritual things spiritual. And uh, like first forefront of our minds, let's have a prayer every night for a week. You know, um, second week have a have a prayer and some songs. You know. Um, you know, have some prayer, some songs, some scripture, um, you know, just kind of building it up. And so you get to a point where you, where you need to be. Um, but then the other side of that is going, all right, I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm just going to get in. I'm just going to go at it. 
Um, I kind of like that attitude better. Um, but uh, I'm just going to go. I'm going to hit it. I'm going to get it hard. Um, hey, guys. And I think, too, like as a dad, you might even have to apologize to your family. Look, I have been falling down on the job. This I should have been doing this or I should be doing more of this or whatever. I'm saying this this is my fault. I'm going to own this right now. But this is how we need to be doing things and just start and may and, and set that time frame. I like, you know, 15 minutes and beyond. Sometimes, you know, your your Bible times can vary. You know, sometimes you'll have them there an hour long or more, you know, but sometimes uh, uh, they're shorter, you know. But, yeah, I, I just say pick a time, figure it out and just go at it. Yeah, you, you know, sometimes people do bite off more than they can chew, I guess we, we could say. And so you got to you got to be careful. You don't want to burn yourself out, but you right. do want to make that commitment in your mind. Like, OK, we are going to do this because the Bible, quite frankly, I mean, read Deuteronomy chapter six. When are we supposed to talk about the Lord and in, in his ways? When we're sitting in the house, when we lie down, when we rise up when we walk by the way, we're supposed to, I mean, he even talks about, you know, decorating your clothes with principles from God's word, decorating your house with principles from God's word. So in other words, God should be at the forefront of our minds all the time. And if we're doing that, we're going to be a lot more successful in, in rearing our children in the way that they should go. Um, Scott, do you have any thoughts on that before we kind of move on to our yeah, last question? Deuteronomy 6, you make a great point in terms of our relationship with God and our teaching them about God needs to be integrated into every part of life. It's not something we do it's who we are um a different programs that can be helpful or approaches maybe a dad's wanting to get started and he's listening to this podcast and thinking well i don't want to wait until next month well read a chapter of proverbs each day with your children this coming month and just one chapter of proverbs answer a few questions admit if you don't know what something is look it up or maybe daily themes, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Those themes can be simple. One day's focused on songs, another is on a New Testament event, on an Old Testament event. Uh, cards and letters for uh, for those that are in need. Maybe a day where you work on a little bit of memory work. Pick John 3.16. Pick John 11.35. But right. start easy, but let it grow. Um and uh, things like that can be a great way to get started, especially in this first month uh, as you're moving forward. And some of these things might be things you want to use for a prolonged period of time. Right. Absolutely. I really appreciate y'all's thoughts on that. And again, we just want to encourage fathers to step up, you know, be the spiritual leader, do this. I know, you know, um, there might be a little bit of awkwardness, but that's OK. I'll tell you now. Uh, if we have a night where we skip for some reason, if we're just not feeling well or, or we're too rushed or what, what have you, it's too late. It's awkward when we don't have family Bible time now at this point. So the awkwardness is going to go away and it's going to become something of uh, this is something that is expected in your family and, and your children are going to love it. They're, they're going to I mean, they're going to appreciate your attention that, that you're giving them in important matters. Don't ever underestimate that. So want to encourage fathers uh, in that respect. Last question, real quick, we've got just a couple of minutes left. Um, what are some usual reasons, two or three reasons a piece on why fathers might not step up and do this? I think your survey brought out probably the most prominent, too awkward, scared of messing up, too busy. Um, anything else is really just an extension of those. 
But yeah. in terms of the excuses that are put forward, those are going to be at the top uh, or a combination of the of those. Yeah, I mean, I would tend to agree with that. I think probably if I've, I've heard um, a lot of people just say, I just don't know enough. Uh, and that that really, okay, that's if that's honest, that, that's fine. But man, that should just not be the case. Like you really need to, for yourself, be studying. Hosea um, four verse six. Yeah, lack of knowledge leads to destruction. Right. So, well, I appreciate. But, it. And it can be intimidating, but some dads need to realize that for for those of us who are preachers, we might be comfortable standing in front of ten, a hundred, a thousand people, but it's still intimidating for us to teach our children too. Sure. So, if it's intimidating, don't feel guilty or bad about that. It's just a matter of deciding we're not going to let the fear stand between us and teaching our children what they need to know about our God. That's a great way to uh, conclude the episode for this month. Lord willing, next month on the podcast, here's what we're going to look at. We're going to look at why specifically it is high time for fathers to truly be fathers again uh, in our society today. Thanks, uh, Matt and Scott, so much for all your input. I'm really uh, pleased with this first episode. Join us next month for episode number two of the Father Time Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.